Hey gang, we've got some awesome burning questions and we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to tackling uh, the Leading the Way propcast. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to break up the burning questions like I did before into subcategories and then I'm going to do more episodes um, but have them be more condensed. So this will be the first shot at that and um, these burning questions, the title for this episode is called Emotions at Work and this comes from um, Biz 300's modules I believe four and five burning questions. So let's just jump right into it and uh, tackle these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. All right. So our first question is what happens after deep emotion if you believe the person is wrong or vulnerable? We do still fake emotion to make them feel better or do we be blunt and tell them the truth? Okay, so I think what we do in these circumstances is that we we separate the two. We separate the person and the emotion. So um, what we want to be able to do is acknowledge the things that are going well. In this case, we know that the power of vulnerability is something that we want to build on. So let's, in that conversation, acknowledge that portion of it as being really well done. And the listening isn't necessarily have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a fake emotion. It can be a real emotion. So maybe perhaps part of what we can do on our leadership end is to think about emotions from a perspective of, we have a lot of them. And using some of the mindfulness work, we can figure out, can we tune into a different emotion or reframe into a different emotion? So we can acknowledge still how we're feeling um, and we can have the intent as a leader to help somebody feel better and still feel something at the same time. Both things can be true. Now, the question on the back end is, do we still fake it or do we, um, are we blunt with them and tell them the truth? This is where the idea of radical candor comes in. You can still have an emotion uh, of empathy and help the person understand um where there's still disagreement where there is still an in you know something that's not correct and you can still be truth telling to get to the results section of that of the conversation so um all of these things can be true where we as leaders need to be mindful of is not to get stuck into the either ors into binary thinking so we got to remember the complexity of this. And again, this is where the emotional intelligence work comes into play because we can cultivate our self-management, our social awareness, our self-awareness um, and our relationship manage to help and, and empathy and motivation to help us navigate our way through these things um, in these tough conversations with, with one another. Um, and to know, you know, I don't know if I even like the word fake emotion. I think what it might be is we might be dosing up one emotion and, and bringing down another, but I think that we can do both at the same time. Our next question is, how do you know when you take your fake emotions too far? Along with how do you know when it is being too much? This is a great question. So this comes back to cultivating our emotional intelligence around our self-awareness and our self-management. So what we need to do in this circumstance is 
to acknowledge what what is the emotion that we're expressing and what are we really feeling and when does it cross a line so we need to be able to be able to set boundaries for this and that will dictate to us when what is that line for too far and then we can think through this a little bit more and and ask ourselves why you know why is this too far you know why did we set this boundary why are we acting this way you know what is this response really getting us so we can start to engage ourselves in more reflective thinking Hence again, why so many of the activities we do in the class are formative assessments is to help us develop that skill of reflective thinking so that we can grow our self-awareness. How, how do you know when it's being too much is when it's not serving its purpose? Um, you know, does it is it not getting you results? Is it causing harm? Is it not helping um, the other person? You know, those are the types of things as uh, potentially being too much. Does it cultivate a level of such an inauthenticity that the people don't really know what's going on and would be totally blindsided if they knew something different? So those would be some things that I would think about in that one. What is the best thing that a company can do to encourage its employees to not fake emotions at work? Well, as a leader, you at the individual level can share the information. You can share the podcast, you can share the content, you can help them un- help other people understand the why and the power and the importance of having an employee first culture um, and not faking that emotion at work. So I think you could start with there. Th- that then breeds itself to um, then demonstrating it and role modeling it and setting up opportunities for there to be that psychological safety uh, um, to to give it a try and understanding that it's especially if it's new for an organization it's not necessarily going to be pretty the first time the second time the tenth time and you could do it a hundred times and that and there still may not be um, get it done perfectly because that doesn't really exist when we're dealing with such complexity we can just keep working on getting better at it and then it becomes part of the culture. So I think those are a few things that you can do is, is make the business case at the organizational level, demonstrate it, um, practice it, you know, um, give the permission to do it. Don't expect perfection. You know, oh, I'm just going to wave the wand and all of a sudden this is going to get better, um, that it's going to be a, a journey that y'all are going to have to take on to get that going. Um, but those would be some things that I would say it's, it's, it's a cultural change and a cultural shift. Um, but you can't do that without acknowledging the why. The next question is, when did customer service lose its humanity and how do we find some happy medium to people over profit? Um, I think we're actually in the journey. I think that I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic on people over profit. I think that um, we've got to change the language a little bit. And I one of the one of the phrases or the titles I personally like is um, conscious capitalism. And it's not people over profit, it's people and profits or profits for um, people and communities and planet and, and looking at it from that way. Um, I think customer service has always been a really challenging uh, industry and it takes a, a person, a very special person to, to deal with to deal in that industry. And um, 
I think the best way to add the humanity back in it is remember there are numerous circumstances and situations where you are the customer and somebody is serving you and how do you choose to react and respond. And then if you're in the industry, um, some of the things to think about is that, you know, your goal while it's interacting with people, the real goal is about problem solving and somebody is coming to you in a problem solving um, scenario. You know, if I'm being real candid, uh, I think I might've mentioned this or shared this a couple of weeks ago, but you know, I was on a call with some professors from around the country and, and somebody was asking how, how are things going? And um, one instructor said, man, students are really just kind of testy right now. And, um, and, and was really disgruntled about it. And I reflected back on that and I was like, yeah, you know, everybody's in a new learning environment and everybody's trying to figure this out. But the difference has been in my, my opinion and my experience over the last eight, nine months is normally I, I would get a chance to have a conversation with a number of you and you would be able to see me in person and we'd be able to, um, you know, talk about things. And I'd also hear what's going well. I think sometimes, especially in today's, you know, online learning environment, students are only reaching out when there's, and rightfully so, when something's going wrong, you know, when the technology is not working or um, there's a challenge going on. And then the professors are put into this, you know, problem solving mode and customer service role versus, you know, for a lot of us, we, we like you want to have that positive interaction and see, you know, see those light bulb moments and, and have those really great experiences with you. That's what keeps us in the game and motivated. So, you know, there's some research on the psychology of interactions and, you know, the golden ratio here is three positive to one negative. But if you, you know, across multiple classes have just, Hey, here's what's going wrong. And you don't get that dose of what's going right. That's key. So whether it's education, business, you know, make sure you're giving those positive, uh, positive service reviews when, when they're warranted and, um, and even if it's just, well, it should be the expectation. That's how we can start to add the human humanity back into all of this. And, um, and then if you're in the service industry, remember there are countless people who are valuing and every opportunity you get to serve a customer is a, is a chance to solve a problem. And that's one of the things that I've always kept with me. The question is how far should you take your fake emotions? As far as you want to take them. I mean, and I, and I say that somewhat in jest because you're, you know, are you faking the emotion or as Grant was talking about, do you fake, you know, do you do the acting? Do you put on the mask and, and do this, you know, like you're on for a performance and then able to take it off? One of the things you would definitely look at is uh, the level of what we call cognitive dissonance, meaning um, the, the motivation and the effort and the results you're getting, um, how do they compare with one another? Is it so far out that you left your, you're leaving yourself drained and you can't even function outside because the performance is taking on too taking too much of a toll on you. That's too far. Um, if it's, uh, an area too, where you can learn from the emotions and, um, and you can grow from that and you can kind of set the, the mindfulness around it and grow as a leader, that might not be a bad thing either. So I think we've got to think about um, the toll that it takes on the person um, and, and 
what are the results and the impact that it has? And then put in again, the guideposts and the boundaries to say, okay, this, this would be uh, a step too far for me. And at that point I got to either dial it back or do something differently and having strategies and ideas on um, what are some of your options if this happens. All right. This next question is, how long should it be until you stop faking it, until you make emotions and learn to understand? I don't think it's necessarily about a how long should it be. I think that, especially the work that we're doing here in our leadership development experience is we're cultivating EQ all the time. And we're taking that growth mindset of, um, it's a continuous process improvement about giving our best effort. So it's not about waiting until a certain point. It's about understanding a consistent um, element of the mindfulness work. And, you know, my favorite app on this is uh, Headspace, as well as I believe there's an app called Calm. But you can look at a, a number of them to start cultivating this practice of recognizing the emotion. You don't necessarily need to act on it or do anything with it, but we can learn that we have a lot of emotions and understand where they're coming from. And then we can work on our EQ with the reacting, how we want to um, self-regulate or self-manage through that with the idea of, of um, okay, here's what it is. Here's why it is. Kind of put ourselves through that filtering process and then decide what we want to do about it. I think that's taking back a little bit of the control and acknowledging that you can have multiple emotions. I, I think that to some degree, this faking the emotions is... Um, is that we can kind of respond and say, well, how could I have this real emotion? What could, you know, what, what else can I put into my understanding of the situation um, to, to, uh, you know, help through this? So for example, you know, somebody comes really, comes into you and they're really mad about something and, um, you know, you're faking that like, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm being happy and, and positive and, and whatnot. Or you could say, you know what, I really do want to be happy and positive and through this. And I can disassociate that their anger is not directed at me. I'm taking it right now. And what I can do to alleviate that is I can try to diffuse their anger by acknowledging with empathy and understanding and listening. And then we can get past the emotion because really what they aren't, they want is resolution. So those are some things to be thinking about in that one. But again, an employee first uh, culture where that opportunity is given is key. All right. So that wraps up this mini episode of the PropCast, leading the way where we covered emotions at work. Uh, the next one will be right after it. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying these kind of shorter versions of that. If not, let me know. And uh, I'll keep working, trying to get better and uh, serving you the best I can. All right. Have a great day.